Good evening. Is that volume okay? Everybody? Yes? Okay. Well, uh, here uh, at Valley Streams in Sangha, we have, uh, as many of you know, we have a Thursday morning sitting group. And oftentimes, uh, following that uh, sitting in the early morning, we, we have a study group. Uh, and so tonight, I want to talk about a topic uh, that we recently uh, attempted at uh, in the study group. Um, and uh, that is a, a text by, uh, during our service, we mentioned our first ancestor in Japan, Eihei Dogen. And uh, this text is called Uji. Uh, and uh, it's written by uh, Eihei Dogen in the 13th century. Uh, and uh, we... <coughs> We read, uh, we didn't just read the text, we read uh, this um, book-length commentary on the text uh, by a Zen priest uh, trained at San Francisco Zen Center uh, named uh, Shinchu Roberts, who um, presides over the Ocean Gate Zen Center in Santa Cruz. Um, So uh, this text, Uji, is generally considered um, Dogen's most difficult um, philosophical work. Uh, so it's when you run into a text like that, it's 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 good to have a commentary to um, read along and uh, and uh, help um, clarify the ancient words uh, that are coming from a different culture uh, and uh, a different country. Uh, and, and a different continent. Uh, so we had this text called Being Time, which is the translation of Uji to, uh, to go on. Um, I think I might have mentioned that before, that um, some years ago I read a novel um, by uh, an author named Mary Lynn Robinson. And uh, this uh, uh, novel is, um, the name of this uh, novel is Gilead. And there was a line in that novel that's stuck in my mind over, you know, for many years. And and the line is, uh, I, I'm not quite, I, I'm recalling it from memory, so it may not be quite as she wrote it, but Pretty close, I think. She she wrote that everything is completely immersed in being, in being, in existence. Everything is completely immersed in being uh, without remainder. But no one can say what being is. Uh, so the name of this text, translated in English, is Being Time. And um, so it's good to keep in mind um, that um, no one can really say what being is. And I think also 
Uh, no one can really say oh, what time is. I think you could also propose that. But we do have some notions. <laughs> we do have some notions about being in time. And uh, one of, I think, uh, our most common notions, and one that Dogen mentions in his uh, disquisition on being time, is that we attribute duration to being and to time. So we, when we look at time, we, when we think about time, we think about past, present, and future. We think about time as a timeline, something continuous that's coming from the past, arriving here now in the present, and, and we'll move on uh, into the future. And I think, too, uh, and I believe Dogen brings this point out as well, uh, uh, we attribute um, duration to being as well. And even the ancient teachings do this. The ancient Buddhist teachings talk about birth, youth, adulthood, old age, and death. So you know, the, this is common understanding. This is common understanding of, of being, of existence, which, we, which you know, this another translation of this uh, being time is existence time. So you can think of it as just as existence. Everything that exists, everything is born and endures for, you know, a, a second or for millennia or even longer, <laughs> uh, but eventually uh, disappears. So this is this is this is a, a truth about being and a truth about time or one version of the truth about those uh, those uh, elusive concepts, those elusive concepts. Um, so Dogen, uh, one I think I, I would propose that, that one of his main points in writing this text was to um, propose a, a different way of looking at being and time, and that way is looking at them as momentariness, as uh, just now, just now, just now. And uh, I think um, Shohaku Okamura, another teacher that we've read quite a bit in the uh, study group, uh, makes this point as well. Uh, he, he, in talking about you know, time, he says, you know, the time, uh, you know, the one way of looking at time is this, this idea of duration, something, you know, ongoing, passing through. But another way is, 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 is looking at, at as a point. And, and that point has no dimension. Uh, because as soon as you can't, you can't, you can't find, you can't actually find now. It has no it has no dimension. As soon as you say the word, it's gone. Uh, in the, as soon as I say as soon as I say that, it's gone. Um, so this is the point I think that when 
what Dogen does is uh, he he um, well what he, what he actually does is he takes he takes um, a common phrase a common phrase interestingly enough both in English and in Japanese and uh, that common phrase is um, <laughs> I can't even think of it. Uh, for the time being, right, for the time being, for the time being. So when we use that uh, phrase, we, we are referring to temporality, right? We are refer referring that uh, there's something that's going to be happening for the time being. It's, it's just going to be here for a while, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass on. And he takes that, that common phrase or that common set of characters in Japanese, and he reverses them. And instead of for the time being, he comes up with this uh, other uh, word called, uh, well, the original word is arutoki or arutaki, and then, and, and then this new word for him when he reverses the character is uji, uji. And uh, that is a word that refers to time and being as non, as, as momentary. As momentary. That's what. It, that's what it's meant. It's. 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 It's a gestalt. It's, he. He makes. He makes this. This uh, common phrase, in and re, by reversing it, he makes it into a gestalt, and uh, a gestalt is an organized whole, that is perceived as more than the sum of its parts. An organized whole more than some of its parts. So you've got being and time as parts, and you've got being time as something more, something pointing at something different uh, than duration, at least, uh, and pointing at this idea of right now, right now momentariness. Uh, so, uh, you know, I... Uh, Yeah, anyway, so in, in Uji, he wrote, to illustrate that he does make this point, he, he wrote, uh, as the time right now, time right now is all there ever is, this is his proposal. He's saying, this being time, is all the time that there ever is. As the time right now is all there ever is, each being time is without doubt entire time. So this is very radical, right? He's saying he's saying no past, no future. It's just each being time right now is all. That's all there ever is. This is a very radical notion, I think. Uh, but he spends uh, you know quite a few words defending this notion and. Uh, uh, they're quite interesting. Uh, and I, I, I wrote down, uh, I remembered as I was as I was preparing the talk, I remembered this story that, uh, and I can't, I can't remember all the details of this story, but, but uh, Mio often tells this story about, uh, uh, I'm sure some of you have, uh, Reverend Mio is our guiding teacher, and, and he tells this story often about a scholar monk and a Zen master meeting and they have a dialogue, and the, and the, uh, at, the at one point, the, the scholar thinks 
the Zen master is all wet and he decides to just shake out his sleeves and leave the room. And as, as he's leaving, um, the, the master says, whatever his name is, and I can't remember. <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, from birth to death, just this. From birth to death, just this. And I think that's the point. That's the point that, that Dogen is, is, is also making here in Uji. From birth to death, just this. Just this right now. So as those who, there are a couple, three people here who participated in the study group and know uh, how difficult uh, the readings were. There are many in the text. There are many <coughs> allusions uh, to uh, cultural phenomena, to uh, concepts that are no, really don't have much currency in our thinking today, like, um, or at least in, in Western thinking, like uh, the zodiac, for instance, is, is brought up and all the animals that um, uh, uh, are associated with each of the signs of the zodiac as, as a representation of time. So there's a lot of things that benefit from commentary and, and explanation in which we, we got. Uh, but nevertheless, it was heavy going. I think all, you know, um, Oscar was there. I know Larry was there. Maybe nobody else here. Uh, people in on the Zoom, yes. Some of the people on Zoom were there. Um, oh, Sarah is here, but she's there. Oh, very, very interesting. Um, so um, uh, it was heavy going, and I would find that I would have to, this was nicely, you know, broken up into small segments, and I would find that I have to read the chapter. I read it the first time, and it's like, oh, no, no, no. And then a second time, oh, maybe a little bit. And third time, usually three or four times, I'd have to read each chapter before before it would start to come into focus. And, and, then, and then it'd actually start to sing. You know, at first it was like, oh, 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 oh terrible. But then it'd actually start to sing after the third or fourth reading. So sometimes... You know, study is like that. You know, when when something is very difficult, um, there was one passage that I'm going to spend the rest of the talk talking about, um, and this was a passage that I think uh, we all really responded to, and I think felt enlivened by this passage. Um, the translation used here is by Norman Waddell and Masao Abi, and it's the it's a translation in the book, and it's a translation of this passage that I'm going to read you. There are others out there. And I thought about bringing you multiple translations, and I thought, no, they don't want to hear that. <laughs> so this is, this is just the, book, the translation that's in the book. We set, out the, we set the self out in a ray and make the whole world. We must see all the various things of the whole world as so many times these things do not get in each other's way any more than various times get in each other's way. Because of this, there is an arising of the religious mind at the same time, and it is the arising of the time of the same mind. So it is with practice 
and attainment of the way. We set ourselves out in array, and we see that. Such is the fundamental reason of the way, that our self is time. Now, I know if you heard this just for the first time, that uh, this is like difficult, hard to penetrate, hard to make sense of. And I don't um, understand it maybe completely myself, but I'm going to venture my understanding with you, and then maybe we'll have some questions. I think my understanding is based on my understanding from practice. So the first line, Dogen says, we set the self out in array and make the whole world. That's the first line of that passage. Sure. Yes. Can you spell array in that sentence, please? A-R-R-A-Y. That's how you spell array. And I was just going to define it. Uh, the dictionary definition of array is to set in place, to, excuse me, to set or place in order. It's the opposite of disarray. It's this, it's, disarray is chaos. Array is setting things in order. In other translations, you use setting the self. We set the self in order. So that's what array means in this context. It's actually the first dictionary definition of array is to set or place in order. So I think I would propose that all of you who sit zazen, who have a meditation practice, have had some sense of your sitting setting the self in order. Uh, there, there is often times, I don't, you know, we don't experience this every time, but I think many times we experience some uh, kind of unfocused mind at the beginning of a period of sitting, and gradually we feel a kind of coming into ourselves, kind of coming into the body, and a kind of settling. I think this is this is a pretty common experience of those who practice. Uh, not maybe consistent, not not maybe every time. There are certainly times I've sat and you know nothing ever settled. Nothing, you know, it was chaos in the beginning and it was chaos in the end. But uh, but. I would, I would propose that um, there is some movement in our practice and it is toward this array, this setting ourselves in order. And, and I would say that I think that's what Dogen is talking about here. We set ourselves in order and then he says, we make the whole world. In other words, when we practice, when we sit upright, setting ourselves in order, we actually set the world in order. We set our world in order, and we set the world around us in order. And uh, again, um, if you've if you've uh, practiced for a while, I will I, I would 
proposed that you, you, you can actually see this. You can actually experience this. That the world uh, it is, you make the world more orderly through your sitting. You make the world. We have, Mio talked last week, right, about the effect of consciousness on, on uh, uh, the things of the world and the fact that consciousness can uh, change outcomes of otherwise random events. If, if, uh, and that those, this has been proved through experiments. So, um, I think this is a basic experience of, of, of people who practice. We, we set ourselves in the set, we set the self in, out in array and make the whole world. Um, then Dogen says, um, we must see all the various things of the world as so many times. We must see all the various things of the world as so many times. And I mentioned when in the study group, but I didn't have it handy, that this, that this phrase uh, reminded me of the Pete Seeger song called Turn, 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 uh, which is uh, a quotation from Ecclesiastes in the Bible. And it goes like this. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to die, a time, excuse me, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together. This is, this is a vision of seeing the world as so many times. It's actually not that foo-foo. Right, it's pretty. It's pretty clear that there are all these different times, and we, in our lives, in our lives, we experience these different times, many different times. So, um, what does Dogen say? He says we must see all the various things of the world as so many times. I don't know about must see, but we could see all the various things of the world as so many times. Uh, then the final lines of this passage that I read. When we see the world as so many times, there is the arising of the religious mind at the same time and the arising of the time of the same mind. So it is with practice and attainment of the way. We set ourselves out in array and we see that. Such is the fundamental reason of the way that our self is time. So I was quite taken when I read that and I was quite taken with the phrase 
the arising of the religious mind. That got me uh, right away. And um, I thought about it quite a bit. And uh, in general, uh, I think we could say that, you know, if we were just talking about any any religion, if we were just talking about any religion, uh, the, re- the arising of the religious mind in any religion would be um, a, a devotion to, a commitment to, faith in, whatever principles that, of that religion there were. That would be, you know, that would be the arising of the religious mind. Devotion, you know, want, you know, feeling, feeling it, right? Feeling the, 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 the truth of the of the principles of that uh, religion. So uh, for for us, for us Zen practitioners, or would be Zen practitioners, or want to be Zen practitioners, um, our commitment, our devotion, is to the mind of the present moment. That's our commitment. That's our interest. That's our faith. The mind of the present moment and the time, the time of the present moment. This is very important. Uh, this, uh, The arising of this mind is the arising of a mind that doesn't isn't getting ahead of itself, isn't isn't projecting into the future, good things or bad things going to happen. It's not getting ahead of itself. The mind of the present moment, the mind the mind this which I propose this is the religious mind that he's talking about. This is the arising of the religious mind that doesn't get ahead of itself, and it doesn't lag behind either. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not, it's not dragging its feet. <laughs> it's going right along. This is the self, this is the mind that's going right along with this self, right now, right in time, going along with the self, the self going along with the self. And this, this I think, is is what he's pointing to. He's pointing to the self in time going right along with the self. Such is the fundamental reason of the way that our self is time. So I wasn't here last week, but I did listen to Reverend Mio's talk on the three pillars of Zen. Very good talk, I thought. And... uh, in that talk, uh, he mentioned that the uh, second pillar of uh, Zen practice is uh, called Genjo Koan, which he borrows also from Dogen. Uh, and Genjo Koan translates as actualizing the fundamental point. Actualizing the fundamental point. And Mio said, and I quote, because I watched his videotape, the fundamental point 
is right before is always the fundamental point is always right before us the fundamental point is always right before us so genjo koan is also this self going right along with this self it's not this isn't a self that's trying to make itself into something else it's not trying to be anything it's not trying to accomplish anything it's just a self that's willing and ready to go right along with the self that's arising right now we see if we see if we see a self that's raging that's what does dogen words he says he just says we see that that's what dogen says we see the self just as it is that's raging we see that if we see a self that's joyful we just see that that's our practice if we see a self that's anxious that's fearful that's distracted we just see that we just go along we just this is our practice anyway this is our practice this is our aspiration this is what we're devoted to this is our commitment this is our intention in our religious mind to just go along with itself that's as it's arising right now and this this is uh, a wonderful way to live it's not necessarily always pleasant or easy but it's a wonderful way to live and it's a wonderful way to learn about who you are in all your glory and depravity from birth to death just this i was very inspired as you can see by this passage in uji and so i hope uh, you may be uh, i don't know if i would say go read and read this book <laughs> this book is it was only you know it's probably best if you want to read this book get together with some dharma friends and read it and talk about it because this this is this is uh, probably a good idea uh, i think i think there may be some very stalwart practitioners that can just sit down and read this book but i wasn't one of them i needed you know my my dharma friends uh, to help me uh, bring it to life you know bring this teaching to life so thank you Uh, oh, I wanted to say we can have some questions, uh, but I wanted to say I wanted to say something um, tonight about questions in the in about this whole question thing in the Zendo, uh, and um, I just want to uh, tell you that I uh, you know my grew up in terms of practice I grew up in a, a big Zen center, uh, so so in a big Zen center. 
you know, the question and answer period is a very, it's pretty formal thing. I mean, you know, you can raise your hand and, and the person speaking will call on you just like in any situation. Um, but in that, in, that, in that place where I grew up, um, the, 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 the dialogue that happens is that. It's a dialogue between uh, the person who was speaking and uh, you or you know, whoever brings the question. And so in that place, uh, what doesn't happen is that um, practitioner A doesn't speak to practitioner B about what they said or what the teacher said. That just isn't done. <laughs> and uh, you know we're not a big practice place, and and uh, you know it is a different. It's we're a small, intimate, you know, group. We're not we're not that kind of place. But that that was my experience. And so when I I I my my I guess my feeling is I'm. I'm a little um, taken aback when uh, there, you know, there's crosstalk is what I'm saying. When there's crosstalk in the question and answer, I'm a little, you know, surprised. So uh, maybe um, I'm asking you to keep that in mind. Um, you know, so, so uh, we'll see what happens. But I just wanted to tell you that that was where I I'm I've come from, and that's where I was raised. <laughs> In, in Zen, and that was the kind of experience I've had, and I guess I would confess that that's the kind of experience I've come to expect. Um, and it's not that I want to control you, or I want to control what happens here. So uh, I'm just, I'll just leave it there. Now, have I completely suppressed <laughs> you and, you know, but anyway, so at some point I had to say this publicly, and so now I have done. Questions? What's arising right now? What self this way comes? Oscar. Oh, sorry. Uh, thank you for your for boldly bringing up Uji. <laughs> um, I guess uh, I've I've raised this in class. And um, I didn't get much feedback, but I'll try it again tonight, and, and I'd like to know what your thoughts on it are. Um, so uh, first, um, uh, I agree that uh, Uji has a lot of uh, mm, uh, culturally um, particular bits that need explication for a Western audience, but that's really not what makes it hard. What makes it hard is what made it hard, I think, for you know, uh, 13th century Japanese students too, which is um, which is a rethinking of the relationship between space and time. 
uh, and I, I equate space here with our usual idea of, of being. Things be. Things are in being. Beings occupy space. For the most part, and also intangibles, I guess we could call beings like thoughts, but uh, it's a new, new idea for me. Um, and uh, Uji kind of opened up for me, personally, my uh, when I considered that relationship and what I thought, I think Dogen is trying to say about it, which is that they are not separate uh, in the same sense that the back of the hand and the front of the hand are not separate. Um, we can think they're separate because we have words back and front. We can think, make concepts which don't actually exist, differentiate, dis distinguish things which in their essence are indistinguishable. And I think that's what happened with space and time. Happens. Um, we tend to think of them as separate. And this is also, by the way, as, um, as we discussed in class, what quantum physics, quantum mechanics, now seems to have come <laughs> to the table with. Um, and it's, it's just, it just takes a moment of reflection to realize that um, no being, such as, for instance, myself, can exist except in time, the moment, this passing of moment from one to the next. And time, similarly, has no meaning except for the change from moment to moment in, in space, in beings. You can't have one without the other. They define each other, so to speak, in the same way that any terms define each other, good and bad, tall and short. Um, and, and for me, when I, when that came to me, the religious mind arose. Um, Well, can I say again what, what I found uh, most useful? <clears throat> and I, I think, you know, the, the meta, you know, you're bringing up kind of the, the meta um, reality that um, space and time, being in time, are inseparable. That's the meta reality. And I appreciate that. And I don't I don't study that very much, maybe because I just don't have the you know the not not haven't really I I did well in physics, <laughs> but in college one class it was the introductory class and it wasn't like the main thing I was interested in you know so I don't pay you know I don't study it, but what I think from for me from the point of view of the practitioner 
It's that it's that whatever is arising in this time just needs to be seen as that, as what's arising in this time. And and when you make that, because Clem uh, uh, likes to use the word catastrophize. You've used that word a few oh, times. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think there, but there's a tendency, you know, to catastrophize about sometimes about what's arising right now. Like it shouldn't be there, you know. That shouldn't be there. I mean, we do that. I, I at least do that to myself a lot, and or I catch myself doing that a lot. But that's, to me, that's that's practice happening. Um, is 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 that is is that you see what's arising as time as a moment and 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 therefore and just when you see it just when we see it you know this is another thing in physics right you they've they've discussed that the observation of things changes things right in physics the observation itself changes and that's true for us in practice too the just the observation just the observation no comment just the observation will change will change that thing that's arising right now. Now maybe you don't want it to change. Maybe it's a lovely thing and you like it to continue. Whatever you know, you just see what's arising right now. That's that that's what return what I return to as as the as the core you know the core uh, benefit and and uh, boon of practice. Just seeing what's arising. I I agree. Um, I understand. I think I understand that. But language is so difficult, um, impossible actually. Um, so I'm I I um, and the difficulty is when you say when things arise in time. It obfuscates that things don't arise in time; they're not separate. Right. That's that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just one undifferentiated reality. Um, so I I this this comes to me. So and this is, seems to me very accessible. Just as a thought experiment, can you exist outside of time? Can time exist separate from beings? Just try to do a thought experiment. How would that be? That's the way we usually think. There's time and there's, it's kind of linear and then there's um, things. Um, so see if that, just check, check out if that, Works <laughs> in practice, and you know, uh, is that really how it is? If not, what's going on? Can you have time on your hands? <laughs> a question from Barbara on Zoom. Oh, Barbara. Thank you, Jim. What a pocketer, pocketer. Talk, talk. Um, could you speak to the relationship then between time and shunyata or emptiness 
please? Can you turn her sound off? It's distracting. Oh, thank you. I had to have him turn your sound off because it was making a noise. Um, well, let's see. I'll try. Um, I always go back to uh, Mio's definition of uh, shunyata, which is uh, nothing, nothing at all exists from its own side. Nothing at all exists from its own side. Uh, everything that is is caused by other things. Um, so this is uh, a teaching of uh, of great um, connection. Uh, I think I think that the if I don't I don't think I can speak of um, you know shunyata and uh, and just time, but but I think I could speak of it in terms of this being time, this concept of being time. Um, because, uh, again, uh, nothing existing from its own side is, is, is just happening now. It's, it's only happening now. It, it can only and ever be now. Um, and um, I don't see, I don't see uh, any conflict between being time and emptiness and 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 here i will uh, i think if someone else I, I now despite what i said you know if someone else wants to make an attempt at this go ahead <laughs> uh i have thoughts go ahead larry uh because actually it was something i can you hear me yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, I guess this mask is throwing me off. Um, well, being, as as Oscar said, I mean, this is all comes into the equation. Being is time, and when you speak from the standpoint of absolute reality as opposed to conventional reality. Uh, all there is is a changing dynamic energy. And when you think from it from that standpoint, you're not thinking about concrete objects, things anymore. You're just all there is is change. And so objects are empty. In, in this, from that standpoint, objects are empty of their concrete, you know, form. It's just change. And what is time but mm. the passing? Change, yeah. Yeah. I think you stimulated in me uh, an agreement there that, um, uh, you know, Again, momentariness. Um, uh, what is what is uh, time? What is the what is whatever is arising now is just arising now by these causes and conditions, which are immediately you know changing and disappearing. Uh, those causes and conditions that uh, for whatever arose just now uh, are changing as you as you observe them. 
and and so there's there's you know to me that's that's the the linkage of, of between that you're talking about change you know there's it's always you know nothing stays the same <laughs> it's always changing yeah Clem. Um, something I heard that uh, helps me uh, with this concept is that there are no things, there are only events. Mm -hmm. um, everything is an event of longer or shorter duration. But um, during your talk on uh, Uji, what came up for me is that it seems to be an elaboration of the opening lines of the Dhammapada, at least that's what came to me, mm. where it says, we are what we think. The world arises from our thoughts, and with our thoughts we make the world. Mm. And then the religious mind arises because if you think or act with an impure mind, trouble comes with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought of the Dhammapada in that context as well. You know, the opening lines. As we think, so we shall become. Is there anybody else new? We just wanted to see, check. Go <laughs> ahead. Um, I agree with all of that, of course. Um, and um, uh, bringing, bringing, uh, hmm. Addressing how do you, how do you say that sunyata? How do you shunyata? Shunyata. I never. I didn't know the proper pronunciation. Shunyata. So um, things are empty. Um, what are things empty of? Um, according to Thich Nhat Hanh, <laughs> things which makes sense to me. Things are empty of our ideas of them. They just exist on there as events. Uh, and among the things that things are empty of, among the things uh, that are empty are the concepts of time and space, time and being. So I think that's a relationship. It goes back to Mary Lynn Robinson, right? No one can really say what, you know, we, we, we exist in, in, uh, in being without remainder, yet no one can say what being really is. <laughs> because being is uh, everything, any being is everything that it is not. Uh, it's defined by everything. I'm defined by everyone here and everyone and thing everywhere else too. I'm, you know, that's all defining what I am, what the carpet is and so forth. Um, yeah. Brendan has a thought. Thank you for your talk, Jim. Um, I've not, well, I've, I read through Uji once. Um, can't say I have anything to say about it. I'll have to go back and read it again. Um, but I'm not surprised that Dogen would be so interested in time because it's a huge problem for us human beings. 
you know, I feel like we suffer a lot um, in so many ways from time. Um, especially since we're just so conscious of the different directions that it goes in and our anxiety about the future, you know, our constant remembrance of the past at oftentimes very painful memories and time, of course, you know, people don't like to age. They don't like to, you know, see, you know, good times end and bad times go on forever and time is just a problem like like physical space is a problem or you know or gravity if you're in the you got nothing underneath you and you're high up is a problem you know just this very fundamental part of our reality that is a big issue for us it's not a big issue for my cats they don't know much about time and they're right. a lot more content than i am on a daily basis um does dogan speak any any at all about how time contributes to suffering to um i mean i feel like we, we have talked about it we've you know it's 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 not too far off the yeah. mark from what from barbara's question but i was just curious because i was just i just for a moment there i just kind of had this feeling of like gosh time is a time's a time's a pickle yeah i don't know i mean dogan really doesn't speak of it uh, i don't think too much you know can in connection with suffering, but I completely agree with what you 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 your your um, experience or your statements about the the connection of and the anxiety that we have in relationship to time. I I myself inherited um, a kind of anxiety about time that's always been. Uh, with me, uh, always this, you know, kind of, I mean, I really have to, you know, make a, an effort to uh, not be anxious uh, and and not be yeah, anxious about time unfolding and what to do next and so forth and so on. And, and I, I kind of inherited this from my family because my, my mother particularly was, ah, she had just really unsettled relationship with time, you know, and, and it was, it was always like, uh, you know, what do we do next? What do we do next? What do we do next? <laughs> one time, what was that thing, Karen? The one time we were, oh yeah, we were with, <laughs> we were with a, a young man. And this goes to your point really well, very young, like maybe Nathaniel was like, I don't know, six years, I shouldn't mention his name, I guess, but eight years old, nine years old, I don't know, he says. And we were doing, we were with him, and we were taking care of him, you know, we were taking care of him, we weren't his parents, but we were babysitting for him. We were doing something to him. And he looked at us and he said, what do I do next? (laughs) And... uh, you know, that really reflects that kind of existential dread, you know, that's, that, that can, that can be part of our relationship with, with, with time. And I, I really, you know, I, I, we laughed, you know, later about it, but, but, um, it, it's for me, I, you know, I, I get it completely, you know, and, uh, I think I think that this is one of the joys of practice. One of the joys of practice is that it is 
body and mind drop away and time that that relationship with time drops away and you know i would i would almost say why have i practiced you know continued to practice for you know 40 plus years it's you know it's to it's to it's to find ease in the midst of my ideas about time you know to find ease and to find to find you know that sense of you know what it's okay just right now just as it is you know just just to, okay it's just right now it's just like this it's great it's okay and that that's the finding finding that kind of relationship my ideas like like because because time we can't say what it is but we have as Oscar says we have lots of ideas about time and we have we have we do have ideas about it and those ideas can yeah be a sort because great source of suffering and you know it causes all kinds of terrible things to happen if we don't recognize that it is a source of we need to we need to clean up that relationship, or we need to we need to study it. We need to study it. That's better. When you uh, when you mentioned the child's question, I immediately heard in my mind, you know, what, what do I do next? And I heard, wash your bowl, you know, from the story, <laughs> yeah. which is that's our practice. Do, you know, do, uh-huh. just do the next thing. You know, what comes? You know, what right. comes next is next. Right. So, thank you. Yeah, and when we can, and when we, and, and when it's that clear, when it's just, when it, and when it's that easy, you know, we can really appreciate uh, that that boon of practice, you know, or that boon that boon of a practice life. Um, I mean, what one of the, I'm probably carrying on way too long. Uh, I'll I'll make this the last comment, but uh, one of you know. You know the great benefits for me of of doing long longer practice periods. You know, you know do, taking time to to do you know three weeks or you know longer per- periods of time is that is that is is that that feeling of just being settled in time as as it's happening and not and it you know and of course in in that context you're carried along by a schedule. You know, you don't have to so much think about what you're going to do next. You have very few, you have some times to think about what to do next, but generally you're just carried along by this schedule. And it's, it's such a, for me, such a relief. You know, it's just such a relief. Just carry me along, you know. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much uh, for your listening tonight. And uh, we'll close now.